welcome to the Borealis Experience. I'm your host, Aurora, and I'm very happy and excited, delighted to have Christian McCoy with me today. We met a couple weeks ago over a Facebook group called The Convict Connection. Some of you might know this about me, that I'm totally passionate about talking about the correctional services like in North America. I feel we all deserve a second chance, especially people who were in jail and are being released back into society. And we as society, we have to make it a little easier for people to reintroduce themselves into society. It is hard enough to get out of jail and to go back into this crazy, messy world. And if we could meet them with a little bit more compassion, with more empathy, and not forgetting that sometimes we're all just one weird decision, one step away from being incarcerated. So I feel this is going to be a series of episodes that we're going to do here together with Christian and also Patrick, his, his partner, um, because they started a really neat project where they help people to find themselves and to, to feel comfortable being out there again in society. They're kind of the watchdogs. They are the mold in the cracks <laughs> of the system. Not to say that the system is rotten and not serving us, but I feel we as society, we can do a little more. Christian, welcome to the show. I'm very excited to kickstart our little project here. Um, I would love you to introduce yourself a little bit as much into detail as you feel comfortable with. The better people know you, the better we can relate to you. And um, yeah, let's just go from there. Thank you, Aurora. How are you? I'm very good. I'm, I'm very excited to have this conversation to, with you and to share with people, um, yeah, what your mission is with Patrick. And uh, yeah, it's, it's going to be a good, good couple hours that we spend together here in the future. Well, I appreciate you giving us this platform uh, to kind of speak and, and advertise uh, where we come from as an entity. And and um, we, as you'd stated, we do and did uh, generate a group uh, called Convict Connection. And we started probably, I don't even know, five or six years ago. And it was more of a support group. Um with five or six um, individuals that had spent time incarcerated throughout the, the prison system within the state of Nebraska. And it was just kind of, uh, we got together kind of as a sounding board, more or less, uh, with, with, like I said, five or six guys, just to make sure that we were touching base and we weren't too out there on our thoughts or what we were trying to accomplish because is we'll get in hopefully in the future episodes, we'll understand that uh, there's definitely delusions of grandeur for people that are stepping out of the prison system into society immediately. I think it's all, um, you know, it's all seeded with good, in, it, it started in good intent and rooted uh, is trying to do good things. But a lot of times I think, um, you know, coming out, uh, taking it step by step, biting off more than you can chew uh, to kind of sows the seeds for discouragement and maybe a little bit of overwhelming feelings that uh, uh, a lot of these guys uh, probably had with them before they violated or did something where society needed to take them and separate them for a timeout behind barbed wire and shotguns and, uh, you know, 30-odd sixes and so forth as far as uh, protection from society. So what we did is we sat down and we did this for, it went on for probably about a month anyway. We're all just got together and we're doing this. 
and we were having it uh, in a Panera of all places, not the name drop, but it was just kind of a good locale for us to do it on Saturday mornings. And we noticed that it was kind of growing and, and everybody was getting excited and wanted to throw in more and we were looking forward to it. Well, it's also a bunch of gangsters talking about gangster stuff around grandmas and grandpas that are trying to have their peach cobbler or their frittata and uh, coffee and so forth in the morning. So it was a little bit of a different uh, dialogue probably than most patrons of that establishment were used to having or have around them at seven o'clock in the morning on a Saturday. So, um, and we'll kind of go on from there, but that's initially how it started. Mm. Uh, speaking in, and of course, uh, kind of the rule and coming from this mentality, number one, I think you and I both know that we need to, number one, be able to relate to them before we're able to help out in any capacity. Uh, I don't think we necessarily need to go in and solve problems, but I think we need to be validated as being trustworthy or gone through a certain number of steps. So these individuals that need the help, the ones that are, we're here there, we're here for, are able to trust us or at least give us the respect of giving some of their attention and some of their, you know, uh, ability to follow through on things. And so with me, um, to give you just a little bit of a short synopsis on my uh, criminal history and background, uh, I found out it's a little different, not better, not worse. I think it's actually worse in most cases. People might not look at it, but I didn't get in, involved or have any sort of um, infraction with the law where I immediately went to prison once I did. <laughs> so I kind of skipped the county mistakes and so forth that a lot of people do. And they kind of say, go through as far as grade school and high school to get up to the big leagues where you go to prison. Um, different dynamic for each state, of course, but with me, uh, mine was a situation with uh, involving embezzlement. It started off as embezzlement, but it actually turned into, um, it was a theft by deception and just being completely transparent and everything. Um, it was more of a situation of trying to keep up with the Joneses type of mentality where um, there's a lot of... Uh, uh, internal inventory and internal research that I've done on myself to find out that it's really kind of rooted in, of course, low self-esteem. A lot of these things that are uh, indicative or symbiotic with what these other guys are going through. So we, I, uh, I can appreciate that. And it was a situation um, to where it involved banks, involved loans through banks. And it was more or less, it wasn't to, uh, fund a uh, gambling addiction or a drug addiction or anything like that. It was simply to fund a, a lifestyle where I thought I needed to maintain a certain uh, level of, of uh, visualness where I'm perceived as having them as much as the next door neighbor or whatever the case was. Anyway, so uh, that once we got done with, and once I was able to establish that and get out um, and, and, involved in this program, then what it did is it, it aligned me with like-minded individuals where I really could kind of trust now. And I think trust was a big thing in my past where we didn't have the trustability or I didn't trust that people would like me for not the best looking dude, not the can't jump the highest, you know, shortcomings in myself and, and uh, insecurities about myself to where I thought that people wouldn't want to hang out or do something unless I had something to offer. So uh, when you work in an environment like that, or when you come through an environment, uh, it is different. And anybody that hasn't been or has been involved in the prison system can appreciate the fact when it's, it's a complete respect utopia. And it is a utopia. It's a completely different environment that we live in. Uh, once we're behind the systems, it's our own little, in, in the system, our own community. You know, we, we eat, we have commerce, we have trade, uh, we have everything that goes on in society. It's just that we're surrounded by, you know, uh, barbed wire fence. So when you get out, it's much different because having that uh, sort of structure and sort of respect with much dire circumstances that we do in society it uh, it's a unique experience, and that's one thing that we do have to adapt to. 
and mm. coming from individuals a lot of times that have we'll say it impulsivity is the number one thing I've seen mm. that has an issue and people that don't sit down and wait and relax and think about their options or think of uh, a scenario out a lot of times has dire circumstances and you were exactly right Aurora you know we are a lot of people are one decision away but that doesn't justify those that have gone and had infractions or had you know backslides or however you want to term it to go to the to be involved in the prison system. So once you get out, we've have that get out of jail free card, so to speak, already sent or already spent. And we are much more culpable and much more um, responsible for our decisions than somebody that might not be on something as simple as a traffic infraction or a mm-hmm. traffic ticket. Um, and to kind of maybe touch base a little bit with what you were speaking about, um, kind of where we integrate with you is when you said fill in the cracks and so forth, that's exactly it. We look at ourselves as more of kind of an aggregate program. Mm. Um, we're the individuals, number one, we're not affiliated in any way, shape or form with any sort of programming with any state mandated, uh, uh, you know, programming system through the department of corrections, parole department, uh, anything like that. Uh, we actually, are completely self-funded. We are completely autonomous Mm. as far as our mission statement, what we're looking to do. And that's not saying that um, we don't agree with it. Uh, uh, You know, we're, we're in a state that we have a local college and not to toot anybody else's arm, but we do have great faculties and great resources and abilities to help individuals almost with anything that they would need help with. And mm. we've been accepted uh, also through the parole department in the past where we, you know, had the parole officers that were telling us that they were going to, you know, drug test us and the parole officers that we reported to uh, before the COVID situation happened. We're now uh, sending individuals that were coming out, were in work release or who were fresh on parole and were kind of uh, intensely supervised we were an option uh, for them to come to as far as a meeting group with them, not programming at all, but we were accepted. And I think the reason that uh, part of the reason we were accepted is we offer complete transparency. Mm. We come try to come in with the most realistic approach of, you know, anybody that gets out of prison is going to come out and they're going to have it already in their head that don't do drugs, don't drink, go to work all of these things that most people take for granted, um, they're not taken for granted because they haven't been an option. This is sometimes a very alien world that a lot of these guys are getting out that are wholeheartedly wanting to do, but sometimes they don't have the tools to be able to manage it. And when I say an aggregate program, we fill in the blanks when there's not parole officers to get a hold of. The parole office is closed. It's after... Uh, your AA meeting or your narcotics meeting, and it's just you left with your thoughts. And sometimes these individuals, that's a very, very bad situation or a very uh, incendiary situation uh, to where, you know, low culpability or how learning to have culpability and already trying to overcome impulsivity issues and so forth. A lot of times it's a very caustic stew for people to get involved in bad decision-making and that's not their fault. Mm-hmm. No. And, and like another reason why I needed to contact you once I found out what you guys is, are doing is that you are so incredibly precious to society. Like the work you are doing is so incredible because I can totally see that when you are in prison, it's, it's not comfortable. You're not free. You can't do whatever you want, but you have structure. You have people around you that maybe give you a sense of safety at some point. You you have kind of a, a brotherhood um, starting um, or, or like a, a safe place to be where everything is orderly and then you're being thrown out into society and the weird things happen 
after hours, right? The weird things happen once we are left alone with our thoughts. It's either suicidal or criminal or or whatever comes up. It is so crazy and you don't have to be uh, an ex-convict to have these anxious feelings and compulsive feelings. Um, but those people need it the most. And that's why for me, it's so crazy to see that we know that nutrition, uh, same thing in hospitals, by the way, nutrition helps you with your mental health, helps you to be stable, helps you to have like a stable sugar to not slide into depression and obesity, um, which can affect your mind. And uh, we know that, yeah, being slowly introduced into society would be a way better approach than just, yeah, releasing them and letting them deal with all the triggers that there is all of a sudden again. And my, my vision is really that we can make people aware of this and that we don't demand this from the system to change, but to change it in our minds, to know that you are just like me, um, wherever you've been uh, convicted or went to jail, that system trusted that you are good to be released and I fully trust them, I fully trust you. And let's move on, let's start our journey from here and let's not you know, guilt trip you or shame you for what you've done in the past, but let's help each other because the anxieties that you have, you know, not feeling enough, having to keep up with the neighbor, otherwise we don't feel worthy. Um, we all have that to some degree and we all have to heal that wound and and to put you on a on a pedestal now and to make you the bad guy now is is not the right way to go. And um, I have so much respect for you to, to share your story here and to, to know that you went through so much pain and now you wanna help people to not feel alone and to not feel desperate. And um, yeah, it's just um, incredible what you guys are doing. And I would love you to share a little bit more how your daily life looks like um, with that mission. Um, do people call you in the middle of the night? Do you meet up with, with people and, and do kind of an informal uh, counseling? Um, how, can we, how can we imagine your work? We have um, and understand as well uh, you know, some of these guys have done, you know, horrible things or some of the stories we hear that if you have, uh, substance abuse addictions going in, um, <laughs> when people come out, they are the most san not necessarily hygienic, but sanitary. They follow protocol as far as guidelines, um, in regards to their health and so forth. And I'm sure it probably is you know, being incarcerated. I wasn't incarcerated as long as a lot of these guys were. Mm -hmm. So they were probably a little bit more diligent or prudent as far as um, wiping hands and washing hands off and, you know, uh, things like that. But when we get out, and the reason I'm saying this is because COVID has, you know, basically turned everybody into Dr. Fauci. Uh, everybody has turned in, into a situation of we have to do this and have to do that which is good, but it really does kind of, um, it, it does uh, segment, uh, you know, or, or compartmentalize individuals to not have group environments. And with us, part of the draw and part of our tackling fuel is that group environment. You know, um, people, you know, like things like uh, manipulation, Manipulation isn't necessarily always a bad thing, and I'm a huge proponent and subscriber to it as well. Um, I think that you know a lot of times manipulation and peer pressure, when applied very appropriately in a good environment, does allow some people to see kind of the error of their ways, especially if they're stuck in a thought process where they can't get over the fact of 
They might need to absorb a little bit of culpability, just a little bit. And that's real. That that's hard for us as human beings. And I think that's one of the things that it's trying to be a hypocrite with with uh, a lot of these guys saying, you know, we need to we need to practice culpability and self awareness and compassion, all this stuff. When we see a lot of that bacon in the world right now, and so uh, one thing that we try to do is get them ahead of the curve as far as acceptability into society and holding doors open for people as they go through and not rushing through or allowing someone to go in front of you in line. Um, and a lot of guys I notice do do that. Most guys that we come out that we see coming out in social, uh, you know, interactions or occasions um, are perfect gentlemen because they know that if you do that and, 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 violate that rule while you're in prison it very well can end up with your head getting slammed in a steel door uh, mm -hmm. as a sign of disrespect so uh we calibrated our our thought process much differently so a lot of these guys are on board and like i said with a little bit of peer pressure and a little bit of manipulation as far as circumstances you have these guys on board for doing the right thing and the right thing really honestly started off before COVID happened within our meetings uh, by saying, just take one other person into consideration when you do your decision-making, just one other person, meaning it could be the person in front of you. It doesn't even have to do with what you have going on, but just take or think of someone else. Think of how it would affect someone else, even if it doesn't affect them at all. That I think kind of sows the seeds of compassion and empathy and things to where you're not a you're not a sucker you're not a punk you're not anything you're just a normal effing human being that you know what i mean that we if we help out other people then that's a little bit infectious and most of the stuff that we do is and we're completely fine with it is is uh we don't get we don't get patted on the back and so forth and the nice thing about it is everybody that's involved with this all five founders, none of us are in it for the glory. I mean, for here, me being the one that's out, I just am the one that loves to hear myself talk the most. So the only reason that I'm in front of everybody is, and nobody else is because I don't have, I don't have the reservations or things. And they, I, these guys beyond me can tell stories for days. Um, and hopefully we get to that point, but this is kind of a new platform for us, social media podcasting. But it doesn't change the message of what we've been out here doing and grinding and helping people out and taking phone calls and absorbing costs of getting guys to, you know, Costco so we can get a boxer shorts and jeans and socks and everything that they need because they're going out into the world and they need a job and they don't have the ability and nobody cares why they don't have that ability to fund themselves or clothe themselves or whatever, but some of these guys just don't have it and that doesn't make them that doesn't make their situation any less to succeed than we can so if we can help out in any way we will and mm. we will in a in, in in more of a compassion perspective as well anybody that gets on our facebook page kind of sees what we're about we try to have a consistent positivity we 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 don't like to uh completely come away we like to have some you know the we put videos up of prison stories and so forth because that is polarizing. There's no other way to get, it's funny. We, I did a, uh, Oh, a group talk about a year and a half ago. And it was just kind of a opening for a luncheon and so forth. And it was just the very vanilla homogenized prison stories that I've accrued or seen throughout mine. And these guys that worked in the, medical like the tech medical field it was for a lunch and it was probably it was only about 20 25 minutes and they sat like kindergartners indian style around with their mouth wide open just listening to how we make prison burritos or the process it takes to get you know a, a cigarette or the process it takes to whatever it would be in prison it's just it's it's completely amazed these individuals. So if we have a platform with that and an interest with society and where people go, 
then we need to get a message across as far as how we can help these individuals, if that yeah. makes sense. Oh, totally. Totally. Like, it makes wonderful sense. And you just made me aware, again, of the pressure that people must feel of, of yeah, trying to be perfect and trying to not make any mistakes. And in jail, you function a very certain way and then you're being released into society and um, all of a sudden you meet rude people you meet people who yeah totally trigger you or you know you hold the door and the girl is being like very ungrateful and you know like it's a very weird world that we live in at the moment and I can can imagine it being very difficult um, like I noticed it, it, absolutely not to interrupt you I'm sorry uh, it yeah. just reminded me to say the biggest trigger that a lot of these you know guys have getting out and so forth is being made to feel insignificant or not equal so yeah. when you say people going indoors or not saying thank you that's a big turnoff because it's not uh, it, it's not that they have a chip on their shoulder It's that they're really trying hard yeah. and harder than anybody else in a lot of situations. I can personally attest to this, Yeah, that there are a lot of guys out here that are trying with everything they have, man. They're trying so, so hard. Yeah. And when somebody comes across and does something, they don't have the faculties yet as far as they're generating them and they're exercising and growing them, but they don't have the faculties not to see. And, and to be, I, I think, completely... Uh, civilianized back into the real world that is rude no matter who you are if you walk inside of a door yeah. i don't care if you're in a prison or not or yeah. order just act like you don't see someone that's yeah. not how no that's how uh that's how scumbags act is is what i think exactly. and that's just an ugly soul exactly and but the problem with people um, who just got out of jail is that they make it about themselves. They think, oh yeah, I'm still not worthy. I still feel so much guilt and shame. This is why the person is treating me that way. And it is wrong. It is because the person is a jerk from the get-go and he would have treated me the same way he would have treated you. It has nothing to do with your worth. But this is what you're trying to make people aware of. And I have a feeling that You're going to turn people into mindfulness warriors and heart-driven leaders because you're going to give them tools that the normal person who never went to jail, who lives a very ignorant life embedded in society, will never have access to because they didn't have to go through this intense pain. Not to say that we have to go or people have to go through intense pain, but sometimes the beauty of it is that we learn tools on how to live a more meaningful life, purposeful life, more simple life. Um, I only met Patrick once, but he gives me like the vibe that he's a very content person with, with not much, like he seems very humble about it at least. Very intimidating, very maddening. Yeah. That someone but, is that balanced. Yeah, but he is not threatening or aggressive in any way. He's just very confident. And maybe he wouldn't have this confidence if he didn't have to go through hell first. Do you do you know what I'm trying to say? I do. And I, I think, you know, and that's a good point, Aurora, is that uh, we learn as much from these gentlemen coming out we're as much a sponge as they are probably even more so because mm -hmm. we're learning to have a di we're needing to we're learning about a dynamic or a, a twist on a dynamic or a, a behavioral you know uh personality type that we need to utilize and be able to help future ones we're not maybe necessarily trying to to find the the right path or finding the right way to do things as much as these individuals that are getting out. Although we are, you know, in the same breath, but the number one thing is that these guys, a lot of times we'll see people coming out that are extremely seasoned 
that come out and don't get upset and say when they something goes wrong and you know someone does something that we perceive as an infraction and it might even upset me you find guys that have are still in that are getting out or just freshly got out that said yeah you don't know what that person's going through or i'm going to pray for that person or whatever it is and that's a very that's something that i don't have yet still mm-hmm. and i'm trying very hard to do it and it's funny because maybe that's you know whether or not they're saying the right thing they knew and it was very effective and tactical that they said it right there and mm-hmm. right at that specific point um and, and you know i i think a lot of these individuals that are getting out and, and we're trying to help we're not trying to do anything other than perpetuate the greater good yes so when we do things you know we're all we're completely uh self-funded we're not privately funded through anybody uh, we help out in areas where we know that they can help out. We did, as you saw on our website, gave away 10 free dinners during when COVID first shut the world down. Shut the world, the world was shut down. Completely weird dynamic for these gentlemen that are stepping out into an environment. Yeah. I've never seen anything like it at the time. My 92-year-old grandfather asking him through points of lucidity if he's ever seen anything like this. He neither has either. So that's another variable in the equation that these guys have to put in to figure out the solution. So we also, uh, you know, I mean, just to say that we're empathized in the greater good as far as what people need. People Mm. need for immediate help. Um, And that allows them to not have to worry because like I said, a lot of times little things will take you off your main goal. So if we can kind of aggregately fill in the, the, the cracks uh, you know, we'd be able to hopefully allow these people to stay on the path where they can get back, get the momentum going so they can, you know, uh, remove the training wheels and just let momentum carry them in a decent direction and in the right direction. And it's, uh, I was trying, I wanted to have another, uh, lady throughout this, uh, this interview introducer because it puts us in contact with other groups Mm-hmm. Uh, other groups that now we're working with the lady who is oh, a lady or husband and they have an organization or a foundation that they deal with helping out an inmate or certain inmates uh, through private funding uh, for basic necessities mm-hmm. and then kind of doing a think tank and so forth a lot of times and using social media if you're really doing the right thing it does allow us kind of an engine to where we can highlight or we can uh, feature an individual that is on all paper doing the right things and i don't you know one thing about us is we we practice complete transparency Mm. so for every good one that gets out that's speaking the right word about what he or she is going to do there's also another one that is saying exactly what everybody wants to hear Mm. and when they step out their actions do not mimic their words and they end up, you know, reoffending and going back. And mm-hmm. that doesn't mean that they're not any less important. But with the greater good, what we're doing, we're trying to align ourselves with with programs that will help out and give the initiative to the people that everything that they've shown us is that they do want to change. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we're not a we're definitely not a fishing net. We don't catch everything that comes in and love professionally, we, we have respect for everybody and we have everything, uh, you know, in line and in place online to where we can, you know, individuals that are struggling, we can point them in the right direction as far as assistance through programming or uh, housing or job placement or certification for job pantries, things like that. We have other avenues and other resources that we're familiar with and we can send them, but as far as the personal decisions and, and, you know, the, the, the personal fortitude to want to change yourself. Um, that's really where we're kind of programmed as far as being, or where our program is, 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 uh, rooted in as far as our, our business model and our mission statement of where we want to go and what we want to do. Mm-hmm. No, this is because everybody does make, everybody does make, decisions and everybody might be one step away but 
you know, there are some egregious steps along the process. A lot of times it's knucklehead decision-making. And I think anybody will tell you that uh, uh, civilians, the ones that have done things right their entire lives, uh, they're as honorable to us as maybe we're some people that have gotten out and turned their lives around as perceived to other people, mm. just because people that have done the right thing. And, you know, a lot of these people have thoughts like my great grandfather, where you just go to work because you have to, and you just do everything you do for the family and you're not special. You're not a snowflake. You do what the next door neighbor does because that's what everybody does for the greater good. And I, I, I do like that. I do like that approach because it offers a very humble, uh, mm -hmm. you know, very humble sort of identity for yeah. these individuals to do it the right way and do it the not trying to reinvent the wheel. Mm -hmm. No, I totally, I totally agree with that, Kristen. Um, I just would like people to see that we can approach this more with a healing attitude and compassionate attitude and and know that yeah people some people just were led astray but um they have value they have extreme value they're so precious we can learn uh from from everybody around us and um we we need to do this together we can't just keep people separated and and think that they're going to function because as soon as there is separation there is sickness because we're all meant to be connected we're meant to work together to heal together to grow together and i get it the system is how it is we we separate people who have done something wrong but if we have the intention to release them back to society we have to do a better job at reintroducing them. And yeah, once again, I have so much respect for the work you're doing because I can see now maybe during COVID even more, people are, are rising up to their purpose. It is not anymore about, well, do you have that degree? Did you actually study this? Because otherwise I'm not gonna believe you. Christian, I don't care what degree you have. I know you're doing such an awesome job because you approach it with your heart. You approach it from, from your perspective, from your experiences, and you have the empathy to understand what other people might need. And this is so much more valuable than any degree that you could get through books. Um, I want to ask you one well, more question. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, I, I wanted to say that that's, uh, and I think, you know, just to tell your your audience and so forth and educate them, that's where we kind of aligned with each other because what you yeah. bring to the table is that, um, you know, that, that transcendental kind of approach to mental healing or personal mental healing. Uh, the application can be throughout the day, however it is, but... Um, It does, and I think it keeps people in touch and it keeps people connected because the one, you know, one of the things that we look at as triggers is when people start to isolate. Mm -hmm. And once they start to isolate, it doesn't necessarily always mean that it's bad things, but usually all bad things start with isolation or, or yeah. isolating yourself from individuals because you feel guilty or whatever the case is. Yeah, yeah. And... Another thing I want to add to that is that people who have been in this protected environment, so to say, now out in society sometimes maybe feel overstimulated and just think, oh my God, what is all this craziness? And it is exactly those people who can make me aware of the crazy life I'm living And then I can make sense of why do I have insomnia? Why do I have headaches all the time? Well, yeah, because we all run around like chickens with chopped off heads. And a person who has been removed for a certain time, and let's say after 20 years comes back, can really make us aware of where have we come to and where do we need to go back to because... It is all going in, in, into very weird directions now. <laughs> well, absolutely. And, and, and like you had said, too, uh, 
you know, getting out, I refer to it as kind of delusions of grandeur. And that's, that's you're, you're preaching from that book. That's exactly right. We get out and we get overwhelmed because we've been psyching ourselves up to this time when we get out, we get out and I'm going to do things different. I'm going to run for mayor and I'm going to be governor and then I'm going to become president of the United States. And I'm going to be Superman. I'm going to get a cape. I'm going to fly. And I can, and it's, it's, uh, your intention probably, you know, you have good intention. And I, I come from the same uh, subscription, but then you get out and you find out that we don't live on Mars and there's only 24 hours in a day yeah. to be able to do these things. And yeah. um, that's where it, it, we do try to help out. And I like working with that demographic of individuals because that they can become discouraged really quick. And like I wow. said, the impulsivity, and sometimes we see, you know, whether it's society-based or um, within the individual or pharmacology or whatever the thing is, it's a different mentality now in the civilian world and within the, the uh, incarcerated world mm. to where um, I heard a comedian say at one time is that people, t you, they go to the abyss really quick now mm. and what I mean is that uh sometimes you just shake your head as far as the logic behind some of this decision making meaning that if you got your if you got your shift canceled at McDonald's that's a reason to run out and run a kick door robbery on somebody because you're not feeling good and you're like we're like whoa 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 where did we get into that line of thinking. Well, that's a hurt mentality. That's someone that hasn't had probably anybody really give a damn about him to look at him and through manipulation and through uh, peer pressure, say that is the dumbest thing. It's the dumbest thing that's ever come out of your mouth that I've heard you say. And a lot of guys that helps out because what it proves is there's someone out there that does that might not care about him as far, you know, may not, I'm not going to move you in to my house, but I am in a situation to where it shows that someone does care. It shows yeah. that someone is looking out for me to say, don't do that instead of, well, then hit me up when you're done. And you know, whatever the case is, it's just mm -hmm. a situation to see that someone is taking time out of their day, even if it's through chastising to say, what, what is going like, let's, Let's sit down for a sec and rethink this evaluation of what exactly you want to come out of this situation. And it's 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 rampant, unfortunately, now. And I think it's, number one, it plays into no culpability. And I hate to keep beating the... But if you notice, there's kind of a trend or a pattern as far as things that we utilize within our our group and, and words and terminology that will keep coming up. And mm -hmm. that's important. Culpability, self-respect, um, you know... Uh, having a thought process where you think of, of someone else. Mm. Uh, one thing that I'm trying, one thing I'm trying to do now, and it's, uh, we're trying to formulate clothing. I'm trying to deal with all sorts of things. Delusions of grandeur, like I just got out. But uh, just a simple thing of weight five, um, yeah. we are looking at starting just kind of a clothing line. And that's the name of like hats and shirts that just say weight five. And it's like, it's just, it, it stabs right at the heart of impulsivity. Yeah. Just wait five, meaning if you think you got it all figured out, sit down, wait five, and reevaluate. Because yeah. it's not going to, we're not day traders. We all have felonies. We can't be day traders. So yeah. you don't need to make, you know, tactical financial decisions now within the next five minutes. Yeah. You know, whatever you're worried about or stressed about, moving on right now, it's probably going to be there in five minutes from now. Yeah. Yeah. And that just gives a different perspective. Yeah, no, totally. And and what comes to mind when, when I listen to you is that you are not your impulsivity. You are not your thoughts. Your thoughts are there and you can observe them, but you don't have to act upon them. They are there and you can just let them float by. And like you say, count till five, sometimes even 10, but, but you know? let it let it happen and don't act upon it and we can all learn about it because look at the here uh, traffic rage or road rage people road uh, rage they they could totally um 
Yeah, I can see them by by your t-shirts too. And I want one too, please. What they have, the road rages, they have some of the best videos out on TikTok. <laughs> road rage videos. So let's not completely uh, you know, as long as no state laws are are you know are broken. And oh you know, God. keep in mind it's not I am the worst one. So, you know, this this did I didn't this didn't come out of this beautiful mug didn't come out of the box like this. Okay. Uh Everything that we say and everything that we try to be um, very casual with or very professional on, I am worse than anybody when it comes to impulsivity. And it's just an issue to where if you know that there are still impulsive things or or what do they call it? Uh, it was the corniest thing I've ever heard. Stinking thinking. Stinking thinking. Yeah. So if you yeah. have any part of that in your head, yeah, what you need to do is surround yourself or make sure that you have a good environment with family, children, friends, coworkers, whatever the case would be that do care and do kind of hold you accountable. And I think for all of us, Pat is definitely that polarizing member with us. Like I had spoke to you before, Pat, I can't say enough about the guy. And a lot of times it's, uh, it feels like you're telling your uncle or your dad something to where you feel like if you want to include him or have him help you with a problem, sometimes you're afraid, like you're feeling like you're going to let him down or he's going to be disappointed in you. And that's, I, I, I think that's very integral as well. That I, I think that's very important Yeah. because that means you still have a little bit of human blood pumping through your body and you still have that connection to emotion and, and hurt and, you know, pride and everything, all the good stuff that comes with it. Yeah, no, absolutely. Um, very, very well said. We are running out of time here. Christ, this is crazy good. Um, okay. That's one okay. Thing. Now, wanna... can I also just one? Yeah. No, go ahead. No, uh, I was... one thing I would just like to do is anybody that has any questions, uh, yeah. We would like to, um, you know, obviously doing this, but uh, Convict Connection on Facebook, I don't know how we would like to kind of interface a website with it. I would like to do it only for validity reasons, but um, that is coming online. There's a bunch of things we're doing. I talked a little bit about an individual, a lady that we're working with that's in her husband that are helping out, sending some funds in. We've actually expounded beyond that and seeing if we can turn it in and get some follows and get some uh, uh, success and, and uh, uh, attention to this cause, it would also allow us to really step up and help individuals stepping out where they don't have help. So if we can involve this you know, throughout the United States and get incorporated with helping these individuals coming out, showing that they're doing their thing, that also gives us a lot of data to be able to share with employers and state agencies and everything to give these guys kind of a, a, a little bit of a push once they get out into society, because I noticed that that is, that would be something else that we would be able to help out because that's makes a lot of people stumble. That's hurdles that those aren't easy things to accomplish. And yeah. if you get a wrong answer and things and so forth, you have to live with it. Uh, or you don't have something happen for you right away. You have a frustration. Yeah. And if we can kind of help those people coming out. Yeah. Um, we know, we know what it's like on the other side of the fence. And we know that when you do hit the streets, there's a reason like we feel like we've paid our debt to society because yeah. it's consistently, it's consistently living in a different environment. Yeah. Nonstop from when you wake up to when you go to bed. So Anything yeah. we can do to help kind of get them back to where they need to be, that's our that's our uh, that's our responsibility. Yeah. No, I, I see it the same way. And I would feel so honored if I could be part of this um and, and helping out as much as I can to give people a platform where they can pour out their heart and, and tell us, hey. You guys are being rude. You guys are being so insensitive and, and like appealing to our compassion and empathy because we all need more of this. Absolutely. And you can't help what you don't know about. 
Exactly. So learning from us, like like I said, you know, seeing the just the stories, how it's absorbed and and eaten, and how people just want more information on that, because a lot of it, it's it's like outer space living. They they don't know anything about it, so everything is fascinating to them. And if we can do that, it will offer kind of nothing. But I, I just you know, knowledge is power. All the old cliches are true. And the more you know, the more powerful and the more empowered you feel. So you're absolutely a catalyst in that. I I appreciate everything that uh, we have done together. And I know for a fact that there is uh, definitely, uh, you're definitely a part of the puzzle as Mm. far as what we need to do and help out and so forth. Mm. So I think, uh, I appreciate everything that you've done. And like I said, I look forward to working with you in the future. Hopefully we can get some cases coming out and uh, individuals that you can speak with as well mm-hmm. and uh, other uh, kind of foundations and organizations that are on the same page as us. Yeah, no, I would love that so much. And uh, yeah, we are connected now. I will make sure uh, to give people the possibility to contact you if they have any questions or they can contact me. And um, yeah, we go from here. Our first episode and this, is done. Absolutely. And we will be reflected uh, just like on yours. We'll, we, you know, like we'll reflect you and advertise you on our, on our, uh, I think my, like my parents says, we'll put you on the Facebooks with ours <laughs> on our side. Yeah, put Facebook. Facebooks. <laughs> yeah, the Twitter. Well, I'll put you on that in the Twitter chat. I'll put you on all that. Yeah, put me on Snap Twitter. Twitter Snap Twitter and Face Chat. Yay! I love it so much. Thank you so much for your time, Christian. That was a lovely kickstart of our collaboration here. I appreciate it, Aurora. Be well. Well, thank you, everybody, for listening to this interview. It is um, dear to my heart to have these conversations and to cut through people's prejudice and to show people that it doesn't matter where you come from. You can create great things. You can have a mission that is life-changing for people and for society and I'm just yeah very blessed and feel very honored to be working with Christian and Patrick in the future and to keep um, to keep this work up thank you so much for your support make sure that you're subscribed on Apple Podcasts Spotify Deezer Stitcher wherever you can find podcasts and if you want to send me a tap on the shoulder and leave me a review on Apple Podcast. Thank you so much.